business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's 10 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you all had a meaningful Rosh Hashanah over the last weekend on the Saturday and Sunday, Shabbat and Sunday. And uh, next week is going to be Yom Kippur on Monday. So it's the, the 10 days of repentance as we refer to them now. And uh, it's a really important time. This is a time for introspection. It's a time just to look at oneself, one's place in the family, one's place in society. But also it looks at one's place in a family structure with the responsibility to one's family. And here I'm talking specifically financially. And I was very excited this week when I spoke to an old friend of mine, Mundumi Hadebe, and I didn't know that she had written this phenomenal book called Handle Black Tax Like a Pro. So we're going to ask Mundumi to unpack it, to explain it, Sindumi, welcome to Chai FM. Thank you. Thank you very much, Avi. Thank you for the invitation. Much appreciated. Great pleasure to have you. Indumi, am I right in saying that the concept of black tax, of being responsible or feeling responsible for family members, is a term that is coined in South Africa as black tax, but it certainly crosses all borders and all boundaries when it comes to citizens of the country? Um, I lost you there for a, a couple of seconds. Please repeat the, uh, your question. I'm oh, sorry about that. I see the line is a bit dodgy. And if it is too dodgy, mm. we can stop and reconnect. But I'm sure. saying the concept of black tax, it crosses mm. all the boundaries across South African society. Absolutely. Um, that's what I discovered. And um, in a way, it did shock me. I mean, we have uh, called it black tax for the purpose of relatability, for people to understand. And of course, it is predominantly black people, African people, that um, inherited the phenomenon of black tax because their parents, their forefathers could not participate actively in, in, um, in, in mainstream economy, right? But what has happened over the years is that it has spread throughout, uh, it is spreading more and more to across the board and in fact across the continent. You know, and Dumi, it's so true, because if you look at the Jewish community going back, if you go back three or four generations, it was often just the father who left Europe and came to South Africa, found some sort of job, and worked sometimes mm. up to 10 years to save money for tickets to bring his wife and family over. Often children were born after he had left. The wife was pregnant when he left. The child arrives, never knew their father. And they rebuild this family unit. But what we're really talking about is a, a concept where a person is, is, is successful. They start to make money. And all of a sudden, you've now got family members coming out of the woodwork and almost demanding a sense of support because you have and I don't have. And therefore, it's, a, it's incumbent upon you to support me in one way or another. Have I understood it correctly? 
Yes, in a in a way, that's that's how it basically unfolds. And part of the reason why that is is because people actually don't talk about black tax. They don't talk about the family um, responsibility that inherited by that one person. That ha- so it becomes the elephant in the room, and yet that's destructive when you think about it. Because how can it be a secret? when it's happening every month or it's happening every week. So it's in the not discussing it um, that that makes it have this blow-up energy about it. It's, oh, you know what to suppress um, has potential to explode, right? So this is what I found when I, I researched. Um, um, this is what I found when I researched the, 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 the various for the book. I discovered that actually people... But not necessarily comfortable to talk about it with their families and, and the beneficiaries of their responsibility tax. And this is what causes this tension and this weird vibration, um, in the family and around the, the topics, the topic of black tax. And whether it's entitlement or not, we never get to actually have that conversation. Sindumi, let's let's look at your book. Um, your book your, your book is entitled "Handle Black Tax Like a Pro." So the first thing I read from the title is that it's a reality. It's there. It's just a matter of how to handle it. I also understand from the book, and I must say I haven't read it. I've just read short excerpts excerpts that I could find on the net. Is that you've actually taken scenarios, stories of different people's experiences, and used those as the backdrop to explain how to handle certain scenarios? Yes. Um, first, I would like to just declare that um, there isn't one black text that looks exactly um, as someone else's, right? The scenarios are always different because in some people's cases, so for example, in my case, I paid black text in my 20s and my 30s perhaps, but now I'm in my 40s and I'm not. Um, so that's a different dynamic. Um, compared to most people, um, and stories matter because it falls, um, it unfolds uniquely for each unique family and for each individual, depending on the number of siblings, depending on the level of parents, uh, where the parents are at in terms of level of education, are they retired, are they not? And of course, the point that I'm trying to communicate through the book is that it's not so much about money as it is more about boundaries because a person that's, that has a corner or sitting at a corner office that's a COO, CEO, um, in somewhere in Sentin is, has the same feelings as the person that's actually, <laughs> um, uh, earning a 10K or 15K a month. So it means the issue is not necessarily about the money. It's about the fact that this, it's a bottomless pit and it's unstructured. It, there are no timelines attached to it. Um, there's this gray area. So it looks the same. It has all of those common themes throughout, regardless of the level. So, let's take a scenario where somebody is doing extremely well. They, they, sure. they've earned their position. They're doing well. They, they're planning well financially. Where do the boundaries then come in? At what point do they say to a family member with the greatest of pleasure? And at what point do they say no, even though they do have the means? What is that boundary and how does it work? Okay, so my um, outlook is that 
people that um, would be interested in the book are people that are interested in ending, ending the cycle of black tax. In other words, ending the cycle of poverty uh, for their family or for future generations. And it's, it's, there isn't a level where I can say a person needs to start only when they are now a CEO or they need to start now when they um, a C-suite executive or something. Um, the sooner we start with boundaries, the better, um, because it means then we have the capacity to actually um, manage black tax proactively. So that's one. But going back to your question, going back to your question, how we introduce black tax or how I suggest we, we introduce boundaries is that we, we invite our family, the beneficiaries of our black tax to a meeting, to a discussion about money in general, something that is obviously also taboo across cultures, across races to just have a conversation about money is it makes people uncomfortable, but I, I'm saying let's talk about money as a starting point. And then if it were me, then I would be saying I am now um, 40 and I, for the past 20 years, I've worked and I realized that I have been irresponsible in the way that I've managed my funds. And I'd like us to look at a new way as a family as to how do we move forward in a way that will mean that I become comfortable and that my kids or my sister's kids don't have to look after me. So the boundary is not about not doing black tax. It's about doing black tax deliberately and doing it intentionally. And because some people actually go and get loans, Avi, for, um, for renovating their mother's house in the rural areas. Right? Mm -hmm. And, and it's not realistic. So that's irresponsible. So let's do it in the way that is supportive to, to the current situation and to the future. Ndumi, we need to take a quick ad break. Let's take an ad break. But when we come back, what I'd like to discuss with you is why did you decide to write a book? All of a sudden you, you, you brought the book out and I also want to discuss the, the potential stigma that could go with the name where maybe it doesn't look so politically correct. But as you've explained it, it's a term that has been coined over generations and we're handling it now. But let's take a quick break. We'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Inumi, sorry, thank you for, for waiting and welcome back to 101.9 High FM. What galvanized you into writing a book? Okay, so the honest truth was that I started working at the age of uh, 18. And when I turned 40, I had very little to show for it. And I went into an investigation, just really get getting to under, I mean, I, I lost, walked away from my own business. Not much um, uh, had accrued financially. I didn't have a popping career or anything to that effect. And I was just really on my personal journey about about me and just what can I do next? And what is it that I need to fix? I needed to fix at the time. And what was interesting, um, Avi, was that whichever direction I turned, boundaries became a, a common theme. Whether I went to a, a therapist or I went to a homeopath, wherever the discussion or a financial advisor, the issue was, uh, the struggle was boundaries. And that led me to a conversation around black tax and and what one of the things that dots that I connected between boundaries and black text was that when we don't own our personal truth, we then struggle with the concepts of boundaries. And 
especially with boundaries uh, when it comes to our finances. And that's when then um, I then started seeing an outcry, people complaining on social media, on Twitter, everywhere. And it hurt my feelings to actually note that families don't actually speak about this issue. So I see black text as more of a vehicle um, for families or boundaries. It, it, then it gives an opportunity to have honest conversations. Basically, what got me into into writing the book, inspired by my my writing coach Lauren Shapiro. <laughs> Fantastic. So, well, a shout out to Lauren Shapiro over there who really helped you to write a book because it is a true honor when your book is published by a, a publish, publishing house like Penguin, and it's even a greater accolade when you have to do a second run like you've had to do. Um, because today it's very easy to publish. You can self-publish, you can do whatever you want. But to get Penguin to publish a book for you is a really, really great accolade. And the fact that you prepared to say that you're happy, you were happy to work with the coach to get it out in order for it to be the success that it is and to be as professional as it is, is absolutely amazing. Um, Dumi, how did you go about collecting the stories? So um, the stories were were basically um, an assessment of some of the people that I've coached because I started uh, coaching full-time in 2020, right? So I, um, funny enough, um, as they say, you teach what you need to learn <laughs> um, or you, you, you teach what you continue to learn about. And for some reason, I always attracted people that needed coaching around boundaries. And the issue of black text obviously would come up quite often. And um, so some of the stories I took from those stories. So all the stories are inspired by real life stories. And um, and some of them are inspired by stories, uh, maybe infuse a bit of my experiences around black text and, um, you know, in re- relations. Because obviously um, boundaries are about how we relate with other people, Right. So that's basically how I source the stories. But of course, I had to add um, the, fic- the, the, the fiction aspect to obviously amplify the points around um, lack of boundaries and, of course, uh, the dramatize the, the, the black text aspects of the stories. But, I mean, I know that in story four, for example, the guy that points out that he's paid more than 2.5 million of um, black text since 1987, that number is real. He he's alive. He lives here in Johannesburg, and he's a, a an executive somewhere. Indumi, we we unfortunately running out of time. But tell me a little bit about your coaching business, because I'm getting a few messages coming through where the word boundaries is almost like a raw nerve. Um, it's clearly something that people struggle with in their relationships with their families, and it could be as much as a husband and a wife with their children at yes. what point do you say to your children yes and no just tell me a little bit about coaching around boundaries if somebody wanted to come to you what are the areas of expertise that you would be able to assist them with okay so before i get to that i want to quickly just read this one sentence sure. by dr jaya john your boundary need not be an angry electric fence that shocks those who touch it it can be a consistency of light around you that announces, I will be treated sacredly. By Dr. Jaya John, page seven of my book. And going back to coaching is that 
I teach people to learn self-awareness, what their needs, wants, thoughts, and feelings are around a specific issue, whether it's money, whether it's self, whether it's physical, whether it's relationship, and then how to unjudge yourself. Because when you unjudge yourself, you can then release the lump in your throat and then have the capacity to express your boundaries with love and compassion whilst nurturing the relationship as opposed to distracting the relationship. Indumi, I'm really unhappy that we need to start winding it up because there's just so much that we can talk about. Because what this also shows is that people are people. And across societies, across religions, across cultures, there are very, very similar strands of difficulty that um, are relative to, to all of them. And really what you've done is you, you, you've exposed this. So hopefully what we'll do is that we'll, we'll get you on the show for, for a longer period. Um, you and I are in discussion about uh, one or two other things that I will maybe, you know, discuss a little bit later on in the month. But just to please just tell people, how can they get hold of your book quickly and easily? So um, for coaching, etc., I'm available on ndumihadebe.co.za. Email is hello at ndumihadebe.co.za. And my hadebe is with an H, not an R. And the book is basically a take a lot and all main retail stores, exclusive, cum, etc. Incredible. Um, Ndumi, everything of the best to you. Thank you for coming on. And these are one of the shows where you speak to somebody and you can just almost hear the silence as people are listening intently, digesting what you have to say. And I'm almost certain that you are going to get um, feedback that the sales of the book have gone up. It's called Handle Black Tax Like a Pro, Setting Boundaries, Improving Relationships and Achieving Freedom. Ndumi Hadebe. Ndumi, thank you so much and we'll be in touch shortly. Thank you. Thank you so much, Avi.